Yeah, welcome back to Mornings with Adam Peacock on SEN 1170. Now, thanks to Hockey New South Wales, visit hockeynewsouthwales.com.au. Now, we're going to speak hockey and we're going to talk Olympics as well because Mariah Williams joins us. And she's a hockey roo off to another Olympics uh, just around the corner. Over there in Perth at the moment, prepping. Mariah, good morning. How are things? Yeah, good morning. Things are really well, really well. Um, almost time to, to leave um, Australia, which is exciting. But, um, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, what, what are the plans? When uh, do you all get on the plane? I'm guessing you're leaving from Perth and you're going straight there, making it as easy as possible with travel to uh, take out as many borders as you can at once. <laughs> uh, well, actually, we're going to Darwin um, on Saturday this week. Um, to acclimatise, so we're going there in kind of like a little bit of a bubble to, yeah, just to acclimatise to the heat um, because we're obviously in the freezing cold over here at the moment, so we're just trying to get a little bit of warmth before we head to Tokyo. Yeah, how long have you got up there in Darwin? Because I could imagine it is something that needs to be acclimatised to because I've heard Japan at uh, this time of year can get a little muggy. Yeah, um, we leave on Saturday um, and we're there for about, I think it's around 10 days before we leave for Tokyo. So, yeah, we definitely we definitely need to acclimatise. We've been, before we were here in Perth as it's freezing cold, we're in New Zealand where it was freezing cold as well. So, yeah, a lot of acclimatisation needs to happen. And it's one thing that needs to be done for a sport like hockey because I think it's not taken into full consideration unless you actually go and watch hockey played with your own eyes. The TV doesn't kind of give you the concept of how physically sapping the sport can be because of the surface you play on and also the conditions. Like, imagine on a muggy day that, that that heat that comes out of the surface that you play on only gets worse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And your feet just start to burn. I mean, it's, yeah, it's crazy. But, um, yeah, I mean, the water on the pitch might help it a little bit or might make it a lot worse, but... Yeah, I haven't been to Tokyo for the um, pre-Olympic camp, so I actually don't know what's going to hit me until I get there. So hopefully it's not too bad, but I've heard worse. I've heard bad things. Okay, cool. Sounds like fun. <laughs> Why are you doing it then? Because <laughs> <laughs> I love hockey, and obviously I want to go to an Olympic Games. Fair Another enough. Olympic Games. Another one, yeah. yeah. Um, take us back. Why would you get into to hockey? Um, so originally I was born in a small country town called Parks, um, in New South Wales. And we kind of, I guess in the country, you kind of play every sport, which I did. And hockey was just the one I was kind of better at. And I did live across the road from the hockey field. So that also made it, you know, a bit easier for me to go down the hockey, the hockey road. Um, but yeah, hockey just started to take off for me and I just kind of always had a little bit more love towards hockey than the other sports I've played. But, yeah, it started to take off and I just followed that road and then kind of ended up here, yeah. How, it's never smooth. What, what are some of the things that have been a, a challenge for you to, to get to where you're at in your career? Um, I guess the first, the first challenge for me as a young kid was moving from somewhere where I lived for 15 years and it was my whole childhood to move to Newcastle and, um, you know, like make new friends. Like that was kind of a challenge. Um, and then from Newcastle, I obviously moved to Perth. So living away from my parents at the age of 19 was something that was, yeah, unheard of for me. And um, obviously coming from the country, mum and dad did everything for me. So, yeah, I kind of was just like, oh, no, what is happening? I'm not used to this. Um, but, yeah, and then along the way I've had four knee surgeries, 
Um, pubic bone surgery, yeah, a pubic bone surgery, and then a grade four stress fracture. So there has been a lot of bumps in the road, but we're here now, and I guess that's all that matters, really. That is awesome. So you said you you moved away when you were nineteen. Like I've got a a teenage son. He's he like tells me almost on a daily basis. He can't wait to get out of home. He can't he can't wait to kind of uh, do his own thing away. You you were not like that. You uh, you were kind of. You were comfortable in the the home surrounds. Um, yeah, and at the start, definitely. Um, and now, when I look back, I'm like, oh, thank God! Now I'm so independent now. <laughs> now you have to be an adult. You have to pay your own rent, your bills, and everything like that. You have to do your own washing. Like you take those things for granted when you're living at home. Absolutely. Now you're fully independent, and you're seeing the world with your sport. That that must be so cool. And obviously, it's been interrupted a fair bit in the last. 18 months, but some of the experiences you've got along the way, what stands out? Um, yeah, I guess, well, obviously the major one was the Olympics in 2016. That was probably a really big um, standout for me. Um, but in terms of just, like, going overseas with your friends, like 27 girls that, like, you're training with day in, day out, and you make really good relationships with, that's probably something that, like, makes hockey so enjoyable is that you're going overseas and you travel the world with such close friends that you've created this special bond with. So that's probably a major one. Like, yeah, just traveling. Um, and then I guess competition. I am so competitive that I love playing international hockey. So that's also another one when I, when you go overseas, like you just, you just thrive to play international hockey, but yeah, it has been interrupted lately, but Yeah. Well, I'm with uh, Mariah Williams, uh, who's with the Hockey Roos, preparing in freezing cold Perth before she goes to baking hot Darwin to get to baking hot Tokyo and the Olympic Games again. So give us the the rundown, give us the form guide, if you like, um, before this women's hockey event over there. Uh, We're going okay, but how are we placed, or is it really hard to tell because international uh, competition in the last 18 months has been pretty thin on the ground? Yeah, it is really hard to tell where where we're at as a team. Um, we've played, I think we've played maybe seven games against New Zealand now, so we definitely know how to play New Zealand. <laughs> um, so that's a positive. They are in our pool. Um, but, yeah, we don't really know where we're at as a team um, internationally, but uh, we have obviously been working extremely hard here, playing against boys to get a little bit of, like, like different kind of styles rather than just playing against, like, females and... Um, yeah, so we're trying to up our up our skill grade by playing against boys who are obviously a lot faster, a lot more skillful. Um, yeah, so we've tried we've tried to adapt as much as possible, but we're currently sitting. Well, we're meant to be sit, sitting second in the world, but because of Europe teams being out to play, we're currently sitting maybe like fourth. But um, yeah, I think I think I think we got a really good shot. I have all the confidence in the team to mm. yeah perform in Tokyo, so that's really good, I guess. What about some of the noise that has surrounded the the women's hockey program in the last twelve months um, with the administrative issues that have popped up, um, coaches and high performance staff and and all of that? As we sit here right now, what how has the program come through all of that? Um, yeah, really good. Um, yeah, we have had some ups and downs in the program in the past year, um, and they have been really challenging um, mentally, really, and physically. Um, 
Yeah, it has been quite hard, but we seem to be on the right track and I would say I didn't expect us to be in such a good place that we are, so that's really exciting. Um, obviously, losing your coach uh, three, two months out from an Olympic Games is quite scary, but um, Katrina Powell, who is our head coach now, um, has already been involved in our team, um, so it was kind of like a pretty easy step for her to come in and take over so yeah with all things that have happened I think we're in a really good place as a squad and as a and the coaching staff um, included so yeah I think it's really good I think we're on the right track and we worked hard to try put that all behind us which is which is good that's good that is good to hear and uh, also Mariah this is NADOC week as well, and you're involved in the the Share a Yarn program through the Australian Institute of Sport. Can you just shed a bit more light on exactly what that is and and how valued you uh, feel about being involved in something like that? Yeah, so um, obviously I'm really keen to be involved in my in the Indigenous side of my family, um, and yeah, I I really try and make that side of me known to a lot of people and really support the Indigenous community. I think, um, yeah, it's really important to me and it's really important to my family. Um, the Share and Art Yarn Initiative, yeah, really good. It's literally just about um, people coming together to literally have a yarn about um, Indigenous cultures, heritage, like all the history. Um, so, yeah, and then it's promoting that. How can that group of um, ambassadors promote as much um, Indigenous kind of culture as we can and history and how can we, yeah, I guess move forward and, yeah, move forward with a, yeah, reconciliation really in Australia. So I guess that, that's what we try to do in the Sherry Yarn Initiative. What, what's the one thing that you like to tell people about your Indigenous culture and, and your family side of things when it comes to that? Um, yeah, so unfortunately my story is a little bit more difficult because I, I know it comes from my father's side, but from there we don't really, we don't really have a lot to do with, um, my dad's side of the family. So unfortunately that's where my, um, my story kind of doesn't go as deep and yeah, it's where we want to find out. But, um, yeah, I mean, everyone's got a different story. I guess my story was kind of. You know, when I was younger, it was always like, you don't look Aboriginal. So I've always had that kind of diversity um, with growing up and stuff like that, which is something, yeah, which is, again, like that's what um, reconciliation is about as well. So I guess, yeah, my story doesn't go into quite depth as others, but um, I would, yeah, I like to listen to other people's stories and stuff like that. So, yeah, can't really answer that question. It's a little bit harder than... Than I, than I know, really. That's all right, but it's all about understanding and, and getting everyone's appreciation of, of certain subjects and and learning about your, your own history and other people's history. And uh, NADOC Week um, looks to expand those horizons in that regard. But, uh, Mariah, you're about to expand your horizons in the gym, so we'll let you go right now because you've got an Olympics to prepare, prepare for. Uh, really appreciate your time this morning and, and go well up there. Hope Darwin is not too much of a, a, a shock to you when you get up there and, and uh, really looking forward to watching the hockey roos go around in Tokyo. Yes, thank you very much for that. Hopefully we bring home the gold for the Australian. Good stuff. Mariah Williams joining us this morning on Mornings with Adam Peacock. Uh, that's thanks to Hockey New South Wales. Visit hockeynewsouthwales.com.au now.